Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, everyone. How you doing, guys and gals? Welcome to another episode of Kiyoshi Sweet Stuff Me Podcast. And I hope you're enjoying this podcast channel. I hope you enjoy my rebranded as Kiyoshi Sweet. I know I've been through a lot of name changes, just like my YouTube channel on Anchor.fm. There have been times that I was going to quit doing Anchor.fm because they took away my sponsorship, you know, so because I have low views and stuff and low subscribers. But at the same time, I said to myself, just like I was on my original YouTube channel when I, when I used to be DVD Movie Buffer. In 2009, that if you have one fan, keep going on. As long as you got a mic, you're alive, and you have the ability to keep talking and the resources, just keep going until you feel like it's time to hang up. But like my bit true channel, which I'm gonna end this year, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it open for research materials and for for people that want to look at my older work. I'm gonna leave that ch- channel open for you guys to view and check my older work. Same thing with Anchor.fm, if it ever happens, that I feel like I need to hang it up, I'm going to leave it open. As long as you that Anchor.fm feel like they're going to have me there, and leave it there, you know. But, um, with that being said, the weather today in the Bronx, New York is cold, rainy, and, um, this is a great time to talk about this topic, and I will release this on Halloween Day, you know, if not, maybe today, but it's the day before Halloween, right? Halloween, what Eve you call it? And um, a lot of people don't consider Halloween a holiday, you know. I wish it does consider it be a holiday, give everybody a day off on Halloween, you know. That would be cool. But my position I'm in, I would not ever, I would not be able to take a day off on Halloween because of that. But if it's officially a, a holiday, we people can stay home. But with that being said, again, let's go on with the point of this show. And the point of this show is this. Um, I saw a documentary called like, In Search of Darkness and direct video recently and you know it's about people talk about horror movies or the experience going to the video store I'm sure I had talked about this topic before and um, in my past blogs in the past um, I want to talk about it now because it kind of inspired me to just to do a full-blown episode about it you know my attention to the video store and I remember I'm gonna start with my dad because my dad was into all kinds of movies because I remember him watching those bad ninja movies Spaghetti Western movies that that wasn't even Eastwood Spaghetti Western movies, and it because I, I remember seeing these long ass Italian names. I was like, Yo, how come Italian people making westerns? I never knew. I said later on, once I growing up, I realized what they were. Spaghetti Westerns shot in Western movies shot in Italy, pretty much, or financed in Italy. And I remember growing up watching this B movie called Thunder Warrior which there was like three parts to it, and I did review all three into one blog, 
So check one of my older episodes here where I talk on the anchor about it. And um, Thunder Wave was pretty much like the version of Rambo. And like I said, Italian movies are known for exploitation, so they will take advantage of any engineer and just make it their own. You know, like horror, action, Nazi, even a hillbilly movie. You know, I remember saw a hillbilly movie done in Italy one time. It was a horror movie, and I forgot the name of it, but I remember reviewing it. That I know. Excuse me, I'm having a cream soda, you know. <sighs> nice little cream soda refreshing your tongue, you know. Um. So anyway, yeah, so Italian movies are known for a lot of stuff. I think mainly more, people like more for his horror movies. Um, I remember watching sort of fantasy movies. And the first, my first foray in it was Conan the Destroyer. Um, I never seen anything like it. It was I remember I can I can never forget the day when I first saw that movie. It was I was sitting in the bed at Virginia Beach. You know my, my family and my other family. We went to Virginia Beach. We stayed at this hotel, and I put on watching H. I put on HBO, and suddenly Conan the Destroyer popped up on TV, and I'm like, holy shit! What the hell I'm watching that? It was so cool. Conan was kicking ass. And um, and I started a little older when I and a little bit not older but a little bit later I remember they showed they had this television block at nighttime on Channel Eleven, and back in the days man we got shit we got some good stuff man like we got TV shows or reruns like if you're an 80s kid we got it all even before the eighties we have it all you know they were showing Salem Lot they had a Conan Conan block John Carl Van Dam Bloodsport you know. And it was like all into a block, and I was like in my mind, like, what the hell is this? You know, no, it wasn't John Carpenter. My mistake it was some, some some other martial arts movie. Anyway, anyway, let's backtrack. So when I saw that block and I saw Conan, I saw Conan on TV, but it wasn't Conan the Destroyer. It was Conan the Barbarian, and I was confused. Like, wait a minute, what the? This is not the same movie I saw in Virginia Beach. This is another Conan movie. And then I finally realized that this Conan was Conan the Barbarian because the one I watched in Virginia Beach, Conan the Destroyer, was actually part two. It was the second movie to this Conan, and the Conan the Barbarian was the original. And I never knew that. I was like, oh, crap. I like double my Conan then, you know? And um, I really love Conan the Barbarian. It ended up becoming one of my favorite movies. And I have a lot of foray and sort of fancy genius. And back to Italian cinema, they also did a lot of clones of Conan movies, there's a slew of them, but I think my favorite clone has to be Ator, and that happened to be a franchise in four, but actually in three movies, but they kind of changed it up in the third movie and in the fourth movie, you know, or one and two more follow along the same route, and then you have Barbarian Queen and Amazon, all these warrior female movies too, you know, um, I've been into so many exploitation movies, so many B movies, so many horror movies, action movies, B, B movies like in action also, not just horror. That went straight to video instead of going to the movie theaters. And uh, I was always into, I was always that guy that like rented movies that people don't want to talk about. And you know, in two thousand nine, they started a YouTube channel, which, which is not, which is not there no more due to a lot of drama. And a, couple, a few years back, you know, there was another situation where I decided to make a full blown comeback, but. That situation was kind of messed up, so you could check out my um, my other. This is YouTube. No, no, there was a podcast special I did about 
a full part series about my dark side of YouTube it. So you can check check that out, my dark side of YouTube it. And I'll talk more about that, you know, about that situation. Not in too much in detail, by the way. But besides that, so I was like into every kind of movie, man. It was ridiculous, you know. And don't get me wrong, I do watch movies in the theaters, too. Also, of course, we got to catch up. But we had a slew, man. And and it was fun, though, man. I watched a lot of weird horror movies, you know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of my experiences in the movie theaters. I remember seeing a double bill of Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 2, but I wasn't able to see that. So I was taken to see the movie Ghoulies. I forgot who took me to see Ghoulies. You know, I, th- you know, I think my uncle probably took me to see Ghoulies. The first Ghoulies movie. And that movie was creepy as fuck because it was like when the Ghoulies came out of the toilet, I had nightmares because of that. That shit was scary, okay? You know? Yeah, the Ghoulies was the, like the movie that scared me, you know? Um, I grew up with watching not only the movie block, but at, that starts at 8 o'clock, you know, in Channel 5, they would show a Bruce Lee marathon one time, which was awesome, like, they, each day of Bruce Lee movies, it was so cool, but, you know, I also grew up the late night movies, movies that's, like, after 11 o'clock or after 12, I also grew up in that, watching movies in the afternoon time, like, you have your movie hosts hosting horror movies or action movies or Channel 5, which they show you kung fu movies every Saturday, I think around 2 or 3 o'clock, it was such a great time to be like 80s, to grow up, grow up in the 80s, you know, and don't get me wrong, I have my bad times, you know, with people, I've been bullied and so on, but to be honest, movies was always my escape, you know, and um, I could talk about video games and comic books, but that's another chapter for another time, another episode, but this episode is mainly more about movie talk, you know, about growing up with the movies, or horror movies. Um, people always ask me about what's my first horror movie. I'm gonna be honest, I can't even remember. So I always go back to the first movie that scares me, which was The Exorcist. And I always say that it's just the scariest movie of all time because even to this day, people still talk about it and they always question your religion. You know, these younger cats now, they'll say it too, but then they'll mention these other possession movies. But you gotta remember, all those other possession movies came from Exorcist. You know? And, um,. Yeah, because I, I remember being scared because it's like, it was nothing like it. It looked so real and stuff. And the way the priest had to fight, fight with the demon with the possession by saying the prayer, prayers and so on. Um, yeah, that was, it was to me, I would have to go back to that. And I am sorry, my computer is blanking out right now. I hope I'm not losing any episodes. I mean, I hope it doesn't get cut off, excuse me, <laughs> So any episodes. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But, um... Yeah, I mean, that's my forte in watching movies or horror movies, but why I keep watching horror movies mostly more than any other movie, even though I do watch a lot of movies in different genres, but horror is always like a form of escape, and you want to see who's going to win at the end. Usually, mostly evil always win at the end. And sometimes you get good endings when the good or actually win at the end, when nobody will even get killed, you know? I forgot the name of the movie when I saw a horror movie, which was really good, but nobody did not get killed. Or is that they got killed, but they came back alive later once they defeat the evil force and everything goes back to normal. And I'll be like, yo, that's really cool for a horror movie because you don't see that all the time, you know. Um, so, so with that being said, let me end it on this note. You know, we're going to be hitting the 11 minutes mark. So anyway, peace out. See you later, guys and gals. Hey, guys and gals. What's up? Um, on Halloween Day, I uploaded an episode called 
my intro my in search of movies part one which i called it and like the documentary in search of darkness part two followed from the first movie there was some stuff i did left out and i'm not sure there could be a part three maybe if i forget but let's go with part two in this one and i'll talk about going to the video store and again i'm sure i talked about this before but i didn't feel like i was in too detail with it you know um maybe in the first episode i did talk about it a little bit but not in too depth. So with that being said, let's talk about my instance of movies, the video store ever. And um, VHS was the stuff, man. I remember going to the video store. It all started with my dad taking me to the video store across the street. They had Atari video games. Not no Coleco Vision, Vision video games. I don't know why. But it was a whole bunch of video store movies, video store boxes. And I never understood it, though. You know? And, um, hold on. Oh, you might not even hear me well. I forgot to put my mic in front. Oh, shit. Sorry about that, guys and gals. Uh, sorry the early in the one-minute mark, so please crank up the speaker. Um, anyway, that was my first season of going to the video store. My dad opened a membership club, and he started renting movies. And I'm looking at all these cool video cassette covers. And as I did with VHS back in the days, they had, like, the cool video cassette covers, you know? And some of them, they look so cool, you think that's really the movie. But once you pop into VHS, you'll be like, oh, that's not the movie where it looked like in the cover. It doesn't look cool at all. But then you got movies that are actually all cool after all. Um, I remember seeing a lot of video cassette covers. They scared me as a kid, like Evil Dead. Before I saw Evil Dead, right now, Evil Dead is a cool movie because when I finally saw it and escaped my fears of that cover, I was like, Wow, I can't believe I missed out on this, you know? But the cover of Evil Dead is just scaring me, man. It was like when the woman's climbing up and all these hands coming at her. Like she's struggling, you know? Um, it was the blue cover. You guys know what I'm talking about. And then I remember seeing the the Spanish horror movie, um, The Blind Dead's franchise, which I also reviewed a long time ago, which you can check these past episodes out. Here at Anchor, which I posted, and then over at Betchu. But let me, with that being said, I remember the Blind Dead cover, and I remember I actually rented it, because that cover was so cool. And when I saw the movie on the video cassette, um, I was like, yeah, I actually liked it. And that was, I forgot which part it was. I think it was part two of the Evil Dead, of the Blind Dead series, excuse me, when they went to the town and started killing people, you know. That was pretty cool. And I remember renting um, Aliens, and that, like the Conan Destroyer series, talk that I had with you in the first part of the, this episode this is part 2 I also had the same thing with this one because when I read Aliens which was Alien with the S it was a cool movie that's, what it, that's the one that had a lot of action and I really realized that last night when I was watching it on TV when they showed the first Alien movie that this was actually a different type of Alien movie I, said, I never saw this one and then when I went to the front cover I saw the two different covers of Alien one had the word Alien on it and the other one had Aliens with an S. So I realized, oh, they make, this makes sense. Aliens the first movie. Aliens is the second movie. I'm like, very catchy, you know? But I was able to see the first movie also. Not on video cassette, but on TV. And then later on, I ran it on video cassette and realized that how cool this movie was. How scary it was. It wasn't like action-packed as the second movie. It was more like hide-and-seek, cat and mouse, you know, with the aliens. It was pretty cool, though. But it did scare me. I think the 
first movie scared me more than the second movie because the second one was more action packed. It was like, yeah, kill those fucking aliens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the first movie was scary as fuck, yo. And I watched that movie in the dark too, so trust me. Um, oh, excuse me, can I drink that cream soda? gotta drink that cream soda guys like I said in the first part of the episode part one episode anyway so yes I read aliens and then later on I ended up going to the video stores by myself and then the same video store that was open across the street and it opened up in my block so they moved and then I started and this is when we get to the 90s era the 90s era when we had like a slew of martial arts movies going straight through the video cassette you know, like Cynthia Rothrock, Don the Dragon Wilson movies, Gary Daniels, you know, you got all these sequels of American Ninja later on, you know, um, a lot of horror movies, of course, and um, I was constantly renting movies in the video store all the time, I'll be that kid, like the first kid in the video store, Saturday morning, waiting for the guy to open the video store, and I was trying to rent the latest releases, and then they know I came across Full Moon movies, like Puppet Master. And I'm like, what the heck is Puppet Master? I saw that cool poster. And I ran Puppet Master and I fell in love with Full Moon videos at that time. Full Moon now, you, I mean, they really need to get back on the ball. And you really need, need to go back to the old ways. How they use, they, they, they movies, they, where they make it like more horror element instead of comedy. You know, what they're doing now is not good in my opinion. But I used to love Full Moon. Transfer, Doll Man, Demonic Toys 1 and 2. I love Subspecies, which is a franchise I enjoy, and they are doing part 5 now. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they do make it more horror, and it's not like screwed up or nothing. So that review will be coming once that movie is released. But meanwhile, Fulman was the stuff. And then I remember watching another poster from the video store called Toxic Avenger from Troma. And I don't know what the hell this is, but I was fascinated with it. And um, I'm telling the guy, do you have a copy of Tasha Avenger? He d does not even have it. But he had the poster, which was kind of weird, right? But later on, I remember there was a moment when I was finally able to see Tasha Avenger 1. Because they finally had it. And I was able to read Mark for Death with uh, Steven Seagal at the time. So I finally saw Tasha Avenger Part 1. But I saw the movie late, of course. I think the movie came in the 80s, if I'm corrected. But that's the movie like in the 90s. And um, so I love the first Toxic Avenger. I was able to rent part two. And part three I wasn't able to rent. But down the road I finally able to rent part three. And I fell in love with Toxic Avenger, man. That was my, it was a fun movie. It was this crazy, good horror action comedy, you know. And then I started figuring out there's more movies that Troma did. Not just Toxic Avenger. And I was able to saw half of them on um, Showtime, and Showtime had like a trauma block. They had like Blood Hook, they had um, Trauma Wars, they had the Nephoid Barbarian, and then later on I was able to see NYPD Kabuki Man, which I did not show on cable, I was able to see in a video store, but I had to join another video store that actually had a copy of that to rent that movie. And um, I ended up enjoying Trauma's, trauma's work, you know. They were, kind of crazy, you know, Trauma's still Trauma today, but, you know, Trauma's giving, like, a lot of independent movie makers a chance to shine, and Trauma, like, distribute their movies or buy movies from different countries, you know, 
But um, yeah, it's almost another thing. Like for movie, yo, they did their thing too before. Of course, they're the original independent filmmakers. You know, that's what they say, of course. But because they did movies a long time ago. Um, but the video stores were so fun, man. I liked, I liked when I put pop the video cassette in the VHS. And then the smell of the video cassette smells so good. I know I'm creepy, right? I'm sorry, but it smells so good. But then you had to adjust the track it, and you could you had to buy once if the video cassette is dirty, you had to clean it with a video head cleaner, which my dad brought later on. And um, back in the day, the video cassette was the stuff. You could even tape movies on TV with your video cassette. You could you could tape like about twenty movies in. I don't know how you do it. Twenty movies in in a 20, 10, or 15 movies in a VHS. I don't know how you could do it, but you could, you know? And um, that's my experience in renting. Well, let's go a little deeper. You want to go a little deeper? Um, I wonder if I should save this for the third movie, third part, right? Let's do a part three. We're going to get a little deeper with the real cassette craze because it's more... And there's a reason why VHS movies was even more of a craze. And not just horror and action. And I think you guys already know what I'm going to talk about next. Let's say report part three. Bye guys and gals. Hey guys and gals, welcome to part three. If you listen to part two, I promise I was going to extend it a little bit more with Mindset of Movies part three, which I'm going to be talking about the adult movie era. Adult movie craze when I started writing porn. Yeah, let's be real. It was porn I rented. And I mean, I was under the age of 18, you know, but I know people in the video stores that were cool with me like that. Like, yo, you know, we let you rent some porn. Go ahead. And they have that porn booth where you go in the back and just pick out a movie. Instead of putting, giving them the video cassette box, they give you like a paper and pen or pencil to write the number down of the box and you give it to the video store clerk and you just take out the note from the adult section, you know? But I remember renting porn and it was like cool because I love watching porn. Come on, I was a young boy, you know? Of course we're going to be into sex and stuff. And again, the point is renting the movies, but you may want to know how I got into porn. Um, well, my dad, like any other kid's dad, he had a stash of porn, bo- porn movies and porn magazines, so that's how I was able to watch porn, you know, it was my first foray into porn movies, you know, excuse me, my dad had all these old school porn movies, of course, in the 80s, with Vanessa Del Rio, iconic to Vanessa Del Rio, come on, and porn magazine with all these different women, different genres, I mean, diff- I mean, different color, different race, different body types, age, you know, and let's put it like this, I was into cougar porn, milk porn before milk became a thing, you know, and it was oh, so many beautiful women, man. And as being a young boy, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know. You gotta do your climax. You got to. We all, we all, all of men, all those young boys, and young, even maybe young girls, we can just, maybe they did the same thing too. Who knows? But I was, I admit, I was under the age of 12, you know, looking at porn, you know. And then when I went to the video store, I decided, oh, let me try it. And they got, let me try renting porn, so they're gonna let me rent it. And then let me, let me rent it anyway. You know, when I went to the video store, because, like I say, I'm, I was a regular, so they know me, and they know I like girls and stuff, they're like, okay, we'll let you rent it, you know, so, I was watching porn compilations, I was watching porn movies, um, and, then, of course, in the 90s, too, I was renting porn, you know, and, um, 
just a lot of beautiful women, you know, and as me being bisexual, so, and I was, that's kind of like maybe another topic for another day, you know, I was also into the guys also, so I would also rent gay porn too, you know, so I was into that, and tra transsexual porn, I would rent that also, and I remember the guy looked at me when I went transsexual porn, the video store clerk was like, hmm, and he probably like looking at me like, okay, maybe he's just curious, you know, but... It, it was it was awesome, you know, and then later on, as as it instead of reading porn, also I also read the hentai, which was Japanese cartoons or Japanese anime porn, pretty much like Usho Shokidoshi from another video store, and I was renting like a lot of adult anime, you know, so I also had my foray in that too, you know, but the adult anime was weird though. It was like yo, the monsters and the demons and the aliens be molesting those women. With the tentacles and stuff, I was like, holy shit, this is some freaky shit. And when they screw them, they blow up. I'm like, yo, that's what you call a terrible sex thing, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I was watching a lot of adult stuff, you know. And who doesn't love porn? It doesn't more like in porn now. But today, in this generation, it's easy to access porn. Like, you don't even have to go to the video store no more. Of course, you go to a popular place like the Pornhub, or the Hub, as I would call it. And, by the way, I do have a Hub channel, Pornhub account also with Pornhub videos, so if you guys want to see me in all my glory, go ahead and watch me, you know, I'm an exhibitionist anyway, so, but, yeah, but, uh, adult movies, it was, a, it was a fun adventure, though, I was, I was surprised I wasn't shy, you know, I was with confidence walking to the video store and just, hey, I'm ready to porn, and then when I f got my first job, also, there was a video store retail, which had porn movies, and I remember going up, buying porn now instead of renting them and there used to be a whole bunch of guys in the porn section with me it was kind of weird though because we were like the only guys like constantly renting porn movies I mean I mean excuse me buying like porn movies you know doing guys with me renting porn movies with me also when I was renting too but when I was buying porn you know for my porn collection for my own personal stash um at that time there was a bunch of guys and everybody else was in in the other video store section you know it was kind of weird though, you know, and then I went to the porn shop, started buying porn movies over there, and it was weird how expensive porn movies are when you go to the porn shop, you know, but yeah, it was one of the wild, it was wild, it was wild though, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't buy porn movies no more, um, I used, I used to date buy porn movies when I was reviewing porn movies on YouTube, but of course you could check the, my porn reviews, my old porn reviews here on Academy.fm, which I released here, and BitChute also, so if you want to check my porn reviews, just go down, backtrack in my um, collection of, of um, episodes I've done a long time ago. Um, now, porn movies, man, you can still buy porn movies, but like I say, online. But everything's on video demand now or, or online, though. Everything's free. Everybody have access to watch porn now. So, wow, what a generation changed from back then to now, right? Anyway, peace out and see you later, guys and gals. It's been a short episode, but, you know... It's what can you say about porn? You know, anyway, peace out. See you later, guys and gals. Like I said before, hey guys and gals, what's up? Um, why not do part four? Because we do have to talk about the aftermath of our movie watching experience. Now, as time changes, the video store craze is dying down. The video cassettes are dying down. That we got DVD and Blu-rays, and that's when we're gonna hit to another level. DVD and Blu-rays are coming out now, loads of special features, you know, of course DVD came first, at, before Blu-ray, but still, 
we're going to skip ahead to Blu-rays now and so on. And the quality was a little bit better. We got more special features. And who doesn't want to watch special features in their movies? You know, with um, deleted scenes, behind the scenes, extended scenes. We want to see more into our movies, you know. Maybe there's like an uncut, unrated version, which which we never know about until Blue and DVDs got released. And we realized that, yo, there was more blood, more gore. There were scenes that were missing that could probably fit into the movie. Well, that makes even better sense in the movie. And I was obsessed with that. I was spending loads and loads of money on Blu-rays and DVDs because I want to see the special features. And I was like, yo, I want to know more. Like, there was more to these movies, you know? And, of course, new movies, of course. And um, it was a obsession. I would spend maybe over a cool thousand dollars on movies, you know? And then when YouTube came along and people like me started talking about movies and showing our collection, you know, it was wild. But um, as our experience for movies start growing, you know, it's like they still have media, physical media to watch movies. But most people now, as we skip ahead, we go to digital media now. And with coronavirus this year, you know, it kind of changed our movie experience of going to the movie theaters. Well, well, in most cases now, we're watching movies on video demand or digital releases we got to wait for. Or we could go to Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, and even free apps on, on your Roku channel or your um, Google Play TV, whatever you want to call it, Apple TV. But you can download apps like Tubi TV. We can watch a slew of different movies in different genres. Or Pluto TV, for example. And, and free free apps that actually watch free horror movies and free action movies. It could be from old, from the old era or maybe some of them from the new era, too. You know? But you had to sit through the ads. That's the catch. You know? And our movie experience have changed over the generations, you know? Uh, me not being a physical media guy no more. Very well, my, my last blue I actually bought was Spookies, which they released this year. Like, Spookies was like another horror movie I actually enjoyed, which I was which I wanted to rent it for the special features instead of the movie itself because I already know the movie by heart. And, um, yeah, so that was my last blue movie. That was a couple of months ago. <laughs> but um, then I was able to, um, but I sell it to a friend that was interested in watching it. But besides that, I mean, yeah, I mean, digital media is taking over, let's be real. And I know movie, the movie theaters still be around because people make most of their money in the movie theaters. But some of the movies you see in the theaters could be actual home TV now, which I always predicted that one day it will happen, but how it was going to happen, well, it took a bad situation, which was the coronavirus. And that's sad, you know. I don't want people watching movies at home, new movies at home because of a bad situation, you know. I wanted to be an alternative. Like some people don't want to go to the movie theaters. Some people like to relax in their bed or their couch, watch films, you know. And um, yeah, with that being said, um, this is a really short um, part of the documentary, a doc my little mini documentary of my session movies. But let's see if we can extend it. There's only three minutes to this video, this episode. Um, if you guys and guys are listening to this episode, what do you think of? Um, watching movies at home, especially new movies. Do you rather watch at home or do you rather be at the movie theaters, you know, where you can sit in the comfortable seat, watching in the big screen theater screen, enjoying that movie popcorn, going online for an icy or hot dog, yeah. Or even nachos. You know what that means? You know, let me throw some movie snacks recommendation. I also recommend root beer soda, popcorn, of course a slice of pizza, if you're at home, you know. 
I'm an old man now, so I can't even have two slices of pizzas. I'm not, my stomach's not where they used to be, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I mean, the, it's like some people, you know, there are people out there that feel like they want to save room in their house, you know. I live in a small apartment, so to me, physical media is out of the question. I'm more, I'm more towards digital media. Um, speaking for me, if you guys are interested, I have a Roku. Download shitloads of free horror movies. They also have horror movie channels, which you could actually pay a subscription for. But they do release, like, original materials or new movies that they brought to be in their, in their network. That's not in other in other platforms like Netflix or Hulu, you know, like Shudder is doing that now, you know, even actually even Netflix is doing that now, buying horror movies from different countries and, or, or doing their own horror movies or doing their own movies in general to be put on Netflix and exclusive, you know, Amazon Prime, of course, definitely stepping up their game, you know, so, like, this is the way of digital media now, we got HBO Max, Disney Plus, so now this is what's going on now with watching movies. Every network, every company's going to have their own platform. You know, there's rumors that Universal's going to have their own thing too now. So that's going to be crazy, you know. So, hey, what is what it is. Anyway, peace out and see you later, guys and, go, guys and gals. Excuse me. I hope you enjoyed this final part of the episode of In My Search of Movies. And please check out my other past episodes before this one too.